forget everything that you think you know about comics. Some say the battle of good versus evil is never ending because evil always survives. Some say that there are two types of people in this world, those who drink beer and those who enjoy a good comic. But damn it, we are the bridge. And to that we say cheers. We are your guardians, your watchful protectors from everything mundane. Because in the real world, you either die a hero or you drink long enough to see yourself become the villain. There's a war going on out there. How can you be sure you're on the right side? The ageless debate of what's right and wrong brought to your headphones with the simplest of solutions. With great beer comes great responsibility. And we accept that responsibility. For in brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape our sight. We are hop heroes, bringing the relevance of great beer and comic book stories to light. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. Sup, Jordan? How you doing today? Uh, once again, I'm having a recovery Sunday. How are you? Oh, I, uh, I'm doing well. Um, it's been a great Sunday, as in I read a lot today, so that's pretty cool. And yeah, I'm trying to get more in that. My, I've been really busy with work, and I hate that because I can't really do anything for myself, even though work gives you money. And I don't know, it's a paradox that I hate. Um, but, but yeah, today was a yeah. great day. Um, we have a really great episode today because, and I'm really excited about it because I got, I really dove into this with uh, what we're doing and the reading, and um, I think you and I are doing exciting things. So it's been been pretty great yeah yeah we're doing jupiter's legacy today which freaking stoked for um and we have morgan david jones who plays jack frost in jupiter's legacy on with an interview with us that uh we had just a blast recording so yeah very very excited for this episode um i am hurting physically uh i am i am i'm very old i feel like today um yesterday was mark my buddy's uh surprise birthday party so we went and played golf um, first off, it started on Friday. It's just a snowball effect, which my weekends have become. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Friday, you know, I had some friends over and we were playing uh, MTG um, until about like three in the morning. And then I had, to, had an early tea time, so I had to get up and then go, go down to Maple Valley and golf. And then we had to, went to the park um, and there's this big surprise for our buddy Mark. He was not expecting his whole family was there and had this banner and cake and barbecue and he, he I think he started crying he was so surprised wow. and excited so it was it was the cutest thing I've ever seen um but no there was a <laughs> there was a basketball court there and whenever there's a basketball court and me and Zach are in the same area um it never ends well um because Sounds we are about very right. competitive competitive people and uh yeah it, it got it got a little heated um there was some some bows thrown some pushes some some tumbles but uh, we squashed our beefs and and uh, we're good now. But I got I got some some road rash on my hands. My body feels like I ran through a goddamn gauntlet. So I have been recovering and and catching up on the final episodes of Jupiter's Legacy today. So it's been a it's been a recovery Sunday. Um, that's that's good. I like it. Yeah. Before we get into <laughs> Jupiter's Legacy, though, we do have a beer from Red Hook to talk about. So uh, without further ado, let's go to beverage break. So, 
One cool thing about the world today, when you're in a recovery mode, you don't have to leave the house, and you can now have beer delivered to your doorstep. That's and pretty cool. That's how I wow. got this beer today. Uh, Red Hook is on DoorDash, and they delivered me a six-pack of Storm Surge Hazy IPA. That Look at that beautiful pour. Look at that head. Mm. So, Storm Surge. Never had it. I'm honestly not a big Red Hook guy. I find, personally, that a lot of their beers taste very similar. I don't see a lot of variety in it, but this one was intriguing to me for several reasons. A, it has something to do with paralleling the story. I mean, they didn't necessarily have a whole lot of sea interaction, but, spoiler alert, the way they get their powers um, is they have to go over this sea and find this hidden island. It also um, <laughs> is not what I thought it would be when it comes to a breakdown of like the flavor profile. Like When I think Storm Surge, I'm thinking like something heavy, like a stormy waters, you know, dark, maybe a darker type of beer. This is very light and tropical, uh, which doesn't, that doesn't scream storm, but I guess there are tropical storms all the time, so you know, it depends how you look at it. So, Right off the bat, when I smell, the aroma gives a very, it's very tropical. It's maybe a little pineapple in there. I feel like it's going to be a very fruit-forward IPA. I mean, it is a hazy. You can definitely tell that. So, um, yeah. let's see here. I'm curious. Every time I drink Red Hook, I always feel like the taste that's on the can, or the, the description on the can doesn't really match. And it's always either too hard for me to drink or kind of bitter. Yeah, I'll be honest, man. I'm not a big fan. And is it it's, bitter? It's, just, it's not that bitter. It just tastes like Red Hook. Like every that, Red Hook. I feel that's like what I'm saying. Like every Red Hook I've ever drank different names or different whatever descriptions. They say, you know, I feel like if even if it was like Kool-Aid, it still would be a Red Hook like flavor base at the end of the day. Which Yeah. And I don't I know mean, what you, that flavor necessarily is. It's like a malt, like a bitter malt, I guess. That's exactly what I was going to say. Just not my thing either, yeah. bitter malts. No. Like, and this is all this talks about when I mean, you read the can, read the description, is, is how fruit forward it is, how delightfully crisp it has of a finish, and the mango and the citrus, and all I taste is just malt. So. <laughs> I just <clears throat> And you're paying extra for that too, right? Because it's Red Hook. So you might as well just go get like a 40 or something. Might as well. Well, I mean, it's a step OG above 40. Mickey's. Okay. <laughs> a little high gravity. Yeah, it's well, a step yeah. above that. It's not terrible. It's just I was hoping it would be a little bit more unique, and it does not stand out to me, unfortunately. So, um, Not a recommend, if you ask me. Uh, unless you're a Red Hook fan, if you like Red Hook, then this is one of my favorite. This is I like this Red Hook in particular more than the other ones I've had. Okay. Because it has a little bit of that hazy to it, but overall, not, not, not the top of my list. Yeah. Yeah, Red Hook stuff. I've had Red Hook uh, several times, and... I, if I'm, I don't drink a lot of beer, and if I'm gonna sip something, I want it to be at least sippable, and it's never been sippable for me. So, yep, I concur. Love it. All right, well, that's our beverage breakdown. Now let's go into Jupiter's Legacy. And Jr., you have. Watched the show and read most of the book, it sounds like. Um, isn't, how many issues are out right now of the book, by the way? So, I think it's 20 issues. It's I've, I read them. Obviously, they came out um, in 2012, 2013 or something like that. Oh, so it's complete. It's not still going. Yeah, it's it's 
it's finished. It's um, they have four volumes. I mean, who knows? I mean, if the, it becomes popular, it sounds like they could keep writing it. I mean, um, sure. I, I could be wrong about the year, but there's only four volumes out there right now. Uh, trade paperbacks, and I've read about seventy five percent. But I can I've read that faster than anything else I've read in a long time. Those Jupiter Legacy books. Um, so that's a really tell tell right there because of how well they're written and the art's pretty good itself too so but yeah i've read about 75 percent of the book and obviously i watched the whole season um pretty quickly actually the whole season is pretty exciting so not the yeah spoil. yeah i agree with that well uh, how about we do this let's do a little bit of our 60 second synopsis that your favorite favorite thing to do uh, um all right <clears throat> how about you run us through what the listeners need to know about Jupiter's Legacy. What is it about? Are you ready? Uh, yes. All right. In three, two, one, hit it. All right. Jupiter Legacy is this basic heroism of um, contorted way we view them. Um, and uh, you get to see the inner deep sides, um, the frustrations, the... Um, I guess the, the the sorrows that they go through and the ethics that they have to stick to. Utopian is the main character, which is Sheldon, and uh, the super main guys like basically your Superman or your you know your ultimate hero, and he struggles to keep the way of thinking and the way of life that he's had in the past. Um, the story, the, the, it's a great show because it does a lot of flashbacks between the the Depression era to now. Um, and you're getting to see a mix of, of um, how they started off, which is gaining their abilities on this special island. Um, and in the book, that it's it's actually an island created by aliens. Um, in the in the show, it's it's a bit more of uh, a mystery. Um, and how their idealisms are now mixed in with how we are now and the way our government's run. Um, and there's a there's a struggle. And there's a struggle within the group, the uh, uh, Jupiter Legacy, and the Union basically is what they're called. They're the Justice League is what's called Union. So there's a struggle and there's some kind of contortion happening within the ranks. Um, and that's pretty much what the show you know, kind of comes out to. There's a lot of little things on there. Um, there's a lot of characters, a lot of characters. So um, you get to see things move pretty quickly. But I think it's uh, a great story altogether. Bingo! Minute forty-five seconds. Actually, one of your better scores. So, not bad at all. That's about right. Um, and yeah, I think that I think you're you're dead on. It's it's about struggle with 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 you know the whole Spider-Man. It's one of the first lines in the show. Actually, is with with great power and his daughter finishes the sentence, comes great yeah. responsibility. I love it when they do that. Laughs. I love it. I know, and it's I love true. It they, and they it's true. All the other comics. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and so it's uh, it's all about the struggle of the code. Um, you know, never yeah. kill. No matter the circumstances, never kill. Um, and Josh DeHamel plays Sheldon, and he does a great job being this moral compass of overly ethical, you can almost argue, to the point where his son saves him and his wife's life because they, they were going to die, but he did so by killing the villain, and mm -hmm. he was upset with his son that he killed the villain when they were on their deathbed about to get pummeled. Almost so, to, like, 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 really bad, like, uh, almost, like, abusive 
upset with yeah. him. Yeah, you know, which yeah. is a tough thing to do if you if you have like an issue with you know you don't have a great father in your life or something of that nature. You can kind of feel that. You know, I I, I don't have that problem, but I did argue with my pops the last week or so, so it kind of <laughs> hit me hard there too. You know, and yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's tough. That's a tough tough scenario. Yeah, and I think that, you know, it's interesting. The show does have a, a take. Um, it's basically two storylines merging into one. It has, mm-hmm. you know, the current, the current timeline, then it has a timeline from 1929 of how they all became and got their powers. And, you know, the conflicts of the character, you see so much of how he got to where he is because of the past, mm-hmm. um, with Josh DeHamel's character at least, and most of them as well. But it's, it's very interesting. And, and, yeah, being in that family, like, it just seems like that household is in turmoil uh, with the differing views of, of, of ethics and the daughter ran away and is just this drug addict alky that mm-hmm. I think could be the most powerful. I think that there, the one, one thing that's interesting and that might be jumping ahead or uh, might be revealed in the books. I'm not sure. I haven't read them, but I feel like they're talking about Brandon, uh, the son of Utopia to be the next Utopian. I think that Chloe's going to end up being the Utopian. Yeah, it's interesting. There's um, definitely some, um, some twists and turns uh there are so uh, the book and the show are actually pretty similar like it's probably one of the most similar storylines and i say that um with also that there are differences to make it work in the show and differences that you know obviously they've um they've added to to maybe add to further line make it more intense further down the line or but it's pretty close it's one of the closest ones i've read um and watched and um there is a buildup with Brandon. There is a buildup with his in it, it's cap- his kind of being pushed to the limit by uh, Utopia and Sheldon, and um, and there obviously uh, Jordan has you know has to watch it all, but there's some really twists and turns at the end that are um, kind of I would say about if you're reading the books, it's about fifty percent in. And then the next. So you're talking about past season one. So past, I'm definitely going to be past season one. I can see some things happening with past season one, uh, and particularly with our with our guest today, um, with Morgan and his character Jack Frost. He definitely is going to. He's not in the beginning of the books. He's a little bit later down in the books, and uh, you know, he's definitely going to see some some different things going on there. So I, I well, they got to make a season two because they're not done. We're not but, we're not here to, to to hold secrets. So what are you talking about? Let's let's spoil it up. All right. Well, uh, in this whole universe of Jupiter's legacy, uh, again, I love it because I love seeing the this this old like the production value is so great and the costumes are so great. Um, that yeah, you're getting production, to see two special effects were phenomenal. Yeah, I I didn't see any claws with it. I I saw some reviews out there. People were like critiquing these little things, and I'm like, dude, you need to like watch other movies and shows too because they're all over the place, you know. Um, mm-hmm. so get over it, I bet you know, and enjoy the ride. But um, there are uh, there's this like when I talked about this internal within the rank, there's like this something's happening, right? Something's a stir and. Walt is the main protagonist that, that comes out. He actually uses Sky Fox as a a lure of of uh, um as being the bad guy because Sky Fox had a um and in the show and in the in the book they lured it's it's actually really close. Like I said, they 
Skyfox mm-hmm. hasn't a falling out with the union and with Sheldon. And, and there are times in the show you could see where um, Skyfox and and Brainwave were, were so contentious with each other, and it's because of how close and uh, Sheldon and and Skyfox were. They were much closer mm-hmm. than brothers, and Walt always felt like this pathetic other outside looking in, even though he was older. And mm-hmm. he uses that all the way up to this day. I mean, these guys are over a hundred years old almost, and they are uh he's still angry about a lot of that so he's trying to control his his way of what he thinks his way of living and in the end he puts that plan into play and in the book he definitely puts that plan into play where he comes across and changes the whole view of the government and brandon joins him and utopian dies brandon kills utopian by burning his eye sockets out with laser beams and oh like homelander shit like Holander, yeah, exactly. And Chloe and the and Hutch have to like run away. And in the in the book, Chloe's actually pregnant with Hutch's kid. And Hutch is obviously George Skyfox's son. So mm. um they have to run away. Speaking of Australia, that's where they run away to. Uh with uh, Morgan who is from Australia, which is there's so many like things that working <laughs> off of this. This is like a perfect episode for us. Um Yeah. But they run away and they have a child who has all the powers that they all have. And it jumps to basically 2022 is when it jumps to the future. And the kid's like seven, you know. Mm. And so um, that's where I stopped read- reading. So I- obviously I'm going to pick up the fourth book so I can keep continuing. So I- I'm predicting season two and can- they're going to have to make that work where it gets, you know, I'm making this stretch sign that you see on TV, make it longer. Um and I feel like that's going to happen for sure. And this betrayal that Walt has done is, is it's pretty epic, and it gets pretty pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, you could tell the whole show that there was something building there, and that Walt, mm-hmm. I just, I knew I couldn't trust him from the from the get from the go. And, I don't like guys <clears> with thin <throat> mustaches. That's just I don't know. No, he's just so stoic, and like know. you can tell when he was trying to convince. Sheldon that they need to change their approach like he's like already trying to go behind his back and then when you go to the older days you can tell he was just this little yeah frustrated big brother um right right so yeah you can tell he was being a villain um I really did like the special effects I think that the the one downfall to this was just the action scenes were a little the fight scenes some of them I felt like kind of could have been a little bit more less cheesy but um the actual special effects of it I thought was great um and I really liked the heroes. I mean, the powers were cool. I felt like there were some funny guys, some 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 serious guys, some cool guys. But like, like you said, there's so many characters, and I think it's hard to pick a favorite. But I feel like there's there's a lot of likable ones. And Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I was just drawn to the storyline. I didn't know how I'd feel about this going in because I didn't. I saw the trailer and I thought it was interesting. But here we go with another superhero story. Is it going to be any different? And it is. It is different, and it's yeah. it's. It's cool, and I, and I am curious, like, does it explain more, and maybe I just missed it, because I do that sometimes, but Jupiter's legacy, the name, is that because the aliens that built that island are from Jupiter, or, or what? Yes, in the book, they mention Jupiter's moon, which is about the same size as our moon, um, and there's, like, a, a planet or a civilization that's ancient in there, um, and mm. I'm pretty confident that's exactly how they came to powers is from a a, sense, a a being that came from Jupiter and, and this is how there's a question asked in the comic book is like why did they want to help us right like why did they seek out and not just us but why was America the one that they wanted to help out 
um, mm-hmm. and it's very focalized on on us as Americans. So, um, that's my my I guess deduction from the books, and and you wouldn't get that from the show because they really don't mention that. It's more of a mystery in the show um, than it is in the books. But in the books, obviously, you can get more granular, and, and that's where it's at, you know. Um, yeah. And I understand. I I felt. I know. I for me in the show, I I knew. I uh, I have a little bit of more of an open heart when it comes to stuff. I know you a little bit more critique, and you're also. I I know Nate was talking about how you weren't gonna like the show as well. <laughs> he he did not set me up for success. I was pleasantly pleased because of yeah. that, though. So so I guess. Jordan one Nate zero on this, but you know we've we've been wrong before, and you know we've we pick lock and key. We I don't think you and I like that at all. Um, and I like the book, I like the book <clears> but, like but the everybody show. else did not like the show or loved the show, and we didn't. So um, I think it's pretty. It's a good good mix for us this time. Yeah, yeah. I think that <clears throat> sounds like we both enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I do have some questions. I hopefully you can answer them. So hopefully. I get where the heroes got their powers, but the other side characters, like uh, like Jack Frost, has superpowers. Was he a part of that explosion, like with the people on the boat and their bloodline down the line, or like how did those people get expo- And where did like Black Star come from and the supervillains? Like, There's where are their a, powers coming from? So uh, the only thing I can think of as an explanation, obviously, some inherited, right? Some had children. Some, um, obviously, there's obviously side characters, as in the the ship crew and and even in the books and in the show, they actually went down there and they were affected by the blast. Um, mm-hmm. And in the book, there's uh, the uh, character doctor, um, basically the guy who gives psychotherapy to uh, Utopian. Um, the therapist, he, yeah. Yeah, the therapist, Dr. Jack Hobbs. He actually develops, he's so smart, he's developed a gun that can zap the heroes and take their powers and transfer it onto them. And in the book, at one point, he does that with all of the the union, and wow. so I have a feeling that that's probably how some of that's happened, where some of these things have been transferred genetically and transferred maybe um, scientifically. So, do we know Black Star's origin? Is Black Star a, a character in the in the books? Yes, he finally hit. I finally hit Black Star, and he comes in. So the way the books work is like work is like the first ten issues. It's basically the old um, part of the show where they flash back to 1929 and then how mm. and then it goes further into how they develop their powers, how relationships develop. It's more detailed. Um, and so that's how, that's how that, the first two issues work. And then it looks like the next 10 issues are where they're current. Right. So I think you're seeing that at the same time in the show. Um, and Black mm. Star shows up on, I don't know. Maybe like the twelfth issue or something like that's in volume three, and but he he gets owned right away by everybody. It's not like this continuous uh, setup that it's the way it is on the on the show. But he he's definitely in there. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Um. So, but we don't know where he comes from. We don't know like his origin. There's no origin there. Maybe it's in the second vol in the the fourth volume. I mean, but um, I'm excited yeah. to read it. So I did not think. Um, I would read it so fast. So I was a little worried. So I did grab all four. So, but I will be grabbing yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mark Miller. I mean, I don't know why I would have any less expectations, guys. Uh, no, it's hard. I, I, yeah, I was kind of looking at my like comic book trade collection, and and I have quite a bit of Mark Miller now that I look at it. Um, 
and we're gonna see a lot of those shows books on the show so um what's what's your next hopeful show for mark miller that you'd ooh, like to see? i there's this one called superior um and it's where this kid who's handicapped gets superpowers and called superior it's called superior there's only one okay. book it's by it's published by icon i think that's a really okay. good book um obviously we've already seen kick ass um but uh yeah i mean um there's another book called uh i think it's magic the magic order which is a whole dark i think oh, i've talked your, about this before that's your shit yeah you love yeah. magic order it's drawn by um, Oliver Coppell, which is a, a great artist. I mean, and, I mean, he does a lot of great stuff, and then I'm tag team with him on this. So, um, I'm hope I'm I'm thinking that's gonna be one of the next ones coming up. Um, that book came out about a year and a half ago, so I have the books and I have the collected is- issues. Not to brag. Not to brag. Okay. <clears throat> well, I am uh, all for some more Miller World because um, I think and it's all on Netflix, right? Netflix has to deal with Miller. Netflix World. is all I. And you know the funny thing too is about this. I didn't. I knew Jupiter's Legacy was coming out. We had talked about it um, in the comic book store, but I was still so surprised to see it on TV. Like, what the heck is this? You know, I and I texted my uh, uh, my comic book source at the comic book store, Marty, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is blah blah blah." And I was like, "Oh crap!" Like, I totally forgot that it was coming out. So it was a great surprise to see that. But we're gonna see lots more. I'm hoping. I mean. There's so much stuff out there with Mark Miller these days. I mean, he's got like new series coming out on Image Publishing constantly. I mean, there's a book called Scumbag, or is that Remender? But anyways, there's so much. I mean, it's so much. I think that's Remender, yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah, Mark Miller, Remender. There's, 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 those are two of our tops. I think. Woo! Yeah. Um, what, what, what kind of rating would you get season one? And then what kind of rating would you give the comic? Sure. So uh, see, season one. So I like to think of – I'm really working on how I give these ratings. Like it's not just some random number we give out. Um, and there's a quite – to hit an 8.0 for me, you got to hit some of these criteria. One, you got to excite me. Obviously, one, it's got to look decent production-wise. Um, it's got to be a little dark for me. Um, the The acting and actors are usually people I don't know that well. You know, obviously we know some of them on here, but not crazy. You know, we're not talking The Rock or um, even Christian Bale, even though he's one of my favorite actors. But uh, I'm going to give this an, an 8.5 because when it checks all those boxes, um, one, it really, for me, I love to be able to get drowned in a world that's been created. And, I, and Mark Miller has done this with the books and then the show. I watch this so fast. I mean, I... It's an eight episode and like an what forty forty five minutes fifty minutes sh- episodes, um, and I probably watched that faster than I watched the boys, and so wow, an eight point five for me is legit and for the show, and right now I'm get right now I'm giving a book a nine so far, um, okay, it's intense, okay. it's intense and um, it's got the portrayal in it, and now you you're waiting for the the up upper heroes to come in and take back the world so i'm i'm waiting to read that fourth volume and um but i'm giving that a nine so far 
High praise. All right. Well, I, I gave it an eight. <clears throat> I did like it. I mean, I, I thought it was a really strong story. I think that it's intrigued me enough to where I want to read it and I want to see season two. And like, mm-hmm, like there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's a really lot of likable characters in it. I just, I don't think the likable characters are the most prominent characters. So I think that season one is going to be an eight, but I can see season two being a nine um, or even above that because I hopefully get, we get more of Hutch and his gang. I want more Jack Frost. I want more Hutch. Um, I want more Me George. Too. You know, I really liked George's character. I thought that he was very interesting, and we got zero Sky Fox really until the very end. Yeah, and I'm in the very book, intrigued. he's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I'm very intrigued by that. Like my 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 three favorite characters are probably Hutch, Sky Fox, and, and Jack Frost. So I, mm-hmm. I want to see more of those guys. Um, and there's some like just some of the battle scenes were just like I already kind of mentioned it, but just like. I got you. Ah! And like, just like these kind of little cheesy things. And it's like, uh, yeah, and I feel like they could have been more creative in the battle scenes. I really liked, um, after the car accident with Chloe, like that was a really cool scene where, you know, Jack Frost throws his ice and then she uppercuts the girl into space. And that like, that was cool. But like the battle star battle was very, just like a bunch of punching and throwing and punching and throwing. And then oh, the, the black star what? guy. Yeah, and then one okay. big punch, and then like the the clone, the clone battle. Oh, the clone, um, yeah, the, yeah. With the union, you know, it was just like, yeah. So, and and I I don't like Brandon. I think he's a bad actor, if I'm being honest. But uh, <laughs> that's that's my only. That guy was thing. ripped though. Oh, dude, yeah. Um, so is Hutch, dude. That guy's fucking jacked. Um, and he's All got like he looks like are. Weekend, dude, with his haircut mm-hmm. and everything. Um, so yeah, I gave it an eight. So I I. I I still thought it was a great show. I just had some little critiques, but overall, I'm intrigued and I'm very excited for the what's to come. Yeah, it's a great show so far. I mean, I think we were surprised. I think by it because it's really hard to do a comic show these days. I mean, particularly when you've got these outfits and it, you know, most of them you could see have been done by already. I think the boys took it to another level with these independent mm-hmm. comic shows, and um, the stories though are so great. So I hope they keep doing it. Um, and just figuring out a way to make it look good on TV. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's going to get harder. And I think Jupiter Legacy did a really good job with so much out there and um, following the storyline. I mean, it's as close as you can get. Like I said, it, it just it does it in a different way, but it's pretty close to what you get in the book. And you can't hate on that. I mean, you're you're getting the creative art that was put out there originally and putting on screen. And sometimes that's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have our interview with Morgan David Jones, a.k.a. Jack Frisbee. And we're back, and we have Morgan David Jones from Jupiter's Legacy on with us. Morgan, how you doing, man? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Oh. Please, thank you for coming on, man. I just finished Jupiter's Legacy, and I am a giddy little school kid right now because I thought it was a great, great show. And uh, your character in particular was one of my favorites, the comic relief, I must say. Um, yeah, you, he's great. He's awesome. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. I love that he zapped his penis off just for giving him the wrong look. I was like, <laughs> so good, so good. 
It's awesome because I didn't realize uh, how much the show needed or how much we were the comic relief at all. Um, even when we were reading it and meeting other cast members, until we watched it, you're like, oh, I just like it really kind of fit perfectly. So it was a yeah. pleasant surprise because we hadn't seen any of it to so sit and watch it live with everyone and just hope that it actually worked out to be okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was a very necessary contrast because, yeah, like the main group of heroes is very serious and kind of real. And then you guys are kind of like that. Yeah. The, the odd bunch that has these little quirks and it's like makes it fun so I love it yeah I've, I think a few people have called us like the guardian of the galaxy kind of type superheroes yeah which is a band of band of misfits that are kind of drunks and alcoholics and just like absolutely all over the place which kind of makes them more endearing because all their typical superheroes are just you know you know they're talking about the code and stuff and we like we don't give two shits hell yeah <laughs> and every every scene seems to be revolved around shots that you, you like to freeze up before you guys go so that was so cool <laughs> Yeah, uh, I love to drink. It's true, <laughs> true, true Australian and true to Morgan. I'm a hey, there you go. There you go. And the Jack <laughs> Frost, I guess. Uh, all right, well, um, th thanks for coming on. We got a couple questions we want to run through just to kind of talk about you and, and your role and you know what you're doing in the industry. So our first question we typically like to ask our guests uh, is comic book themed. Uh, is What's your origin story, man? Where do you, where you come from? How did you get to where you are today? Um, so as in for me, Morgan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm Australian. I'm originally Australian, born and bred. I uh, grew up there and I got cast in a really big theatre production um, with like Kate Blanchett. I don't know if you and Joel, Joel oh, Edgerton. Wow. And we, tra we, traveled, we traveled the world. We went to Washington, D.C. We w went to New York. And I was 26 at the time. And I was like, on the back of doing a show that took me around the world, I was like, I kind of wanted to make that my big transition to move over to North America. Um, and I, as much as I, I love the States, I think it's fantastic. I didn't, because of the Commonwealth in Australia and Canada, we can live so easily. We can get a visa. We can, um, so I, I don't have to just be stuck in one place. Um, so I chose to go to Vancouver, which was fantastic. And I love Vancouver, but uh, it's a little small for me. And uh, Toronto, I've been here for six and a half years. And uh, it's probably the best I've ever, I've ever dreamt of. The work that I've had, the opportunities and the people I've met um, and the the stuff I've worked on, I don't think I would have ever had that opportunity elsewhere. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of my travel over to where I am right now. That's very cool, man. Kate Blanchett, that's big stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you go to school yeah, for yeah, acting yeah. or anything like that? I did, yeah. So I was a really shy kid, um, and my mom, which I'm definitely not a shy person now, <laughs> but my, my, <laughs> my parents put me into acting class, just like drama class outside school, just trying to break me out of my shell a little. And I think, um, I, I guess they didn't really want that, but I came back and was like, oh, I'm going to be an actor when I was like 11. And, uh, <laughs> and so they were like, oh, here we go. Uh, but I just got, I fell in love with it. And so I auditioned for all the acting drama schools when you finish grade 12. And I got into a really big school over in Perth. The one, uh, it's called WAPA, Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts. Um, Hugh Jackman's probably the biggest um, uh, person that's gone through this. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. You went to school with Wolverine. Yeah. I see you. Well, I didn't go to school with it. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. I'm not old. Um, but yeah, so, um, uh, so I went and studied there for three years and then I came back and then that's, uh, came back to Sydney and then um, just uh, worked and did the grind. I mean, everything's a constant grind, right? So, I mean, every city, you're going to have to push and push and then you get work for a good amount of time and then it disappears, you know, like. Right now, I understand that we're riding this wave with the show coming out, and I've got a film that's out as well. And you're like, "This is kind of crazy," but at the same time, 
you know, there's, there was a long time in my life that I hadn't had anything else going on. So you'd have to write that way. But. That's beautiful. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, Spiral, right? I saw you're in Spiral. Yeah, big, I mean, I, big look, movie. it is a huge film. Yeah, I mean, they just, it's taken them to now like a billion dollars in their franchise. Um, oh to be God. honest, look, there's a lot of reviews out there that say, they say starring Chris Rock, Samuel L. Jackson, and Morgan David Jones. And it's, it's, unf it's unfortunate because I'm only in the movie for one scene for like maybe four lines. But someone wrote an article because they had looked me up and I looked it up on IMDb and my IMDb was so high that they thought I was the lead role. So now, now there's now there's like 25 or 30 articles saying that starring and I'm like, oh my God, like literally you'll blink and you'll miss me. You won't even know. Like, I'm, I'm some random cop. But I'm like, I'm going to take it. I'm going to pretend that I'm the star. I'm going to pretend that I'm the Hollywood man. I love That's it. so amazing. You're right there next to Samuel L, dude. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's like the... When do you ever get that chance? So I've screenshotted every single article and highlighted it. Like, I'm going to keep that to the day I die. I would do the exact same. They'd be framed on my wall in like a mosaic already. So I love exactly. it. Dude. Exactly. No, no one will remember anyway. So just like, yeah, I was that dude. I was that dude in the background over there. No, well, I haven't great. seen it yet, but I plan on seeing it. And I'll be keeping yeah, an eye out for here. the third main lead now. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. The, if you see it. If you see a cop bleeding, that's that's. Right. <laughs> we'll keep an eye out. That's Saul's like it. my my wife's favorite franchise too. So I'm I'm not a big horror person, but I I get to she gets right. to suffer through my torturous movies such as comic book stuff. So right. we'll be enjoying that as well. So you f force each other. I, it's great. I mean, I it's I, I I think it's I've heard it's amazing. So hopefully you won't have to be put through too oh, much torture. Oh, that's okay. But. That's okay. Well, hopefully there's a lot of torture. I mean, yeah. it's soft. Yeah. So, you know. Well, it's soft. <laughs> I like it. So can you can you walk us through how you became, you know, Jack Frost? Um, all right. So, well, I mean, obviously, one of the greatest things about Jupiter's Legacy is obviously being filmed here in Toronto. Um, what happens with a lot of American productions, when you guys come up here to Canada, obviously there's a percentage of how many um, artists and creatives behind and um, in front of the screen that they want to have as locals. But they really made a point of make, um, casting as much as they possibly could out of Toronto. So that was really fantastic for Oscar that gave, because a lot of those lead roles are based here in Toronto. Um, and so, uh, first of all, I got an audition. It was, I, told, I was obviously told it was Jack Frost for Jupiter's. Um, and I knew that I, we knew the breakdown of that they were going to be part of a gang, um, kind of really were tied to Hutch and uh, Chloe. And they really wanted it to be uh, multicultural in that group. So that's why there's, you know, Portuguese, Venezuela. And then they wanted my character to be either Australian or South African. And they really wanted it to be a natural person's accent. They didn't want anyone putting anything on. So I knew that I was like, okay, this is kind oh. of also the character description is a bit goofy, a bit silly. Uh, he's a bit of an alcoholic. I was like, it just ticks every single box that is labeled Morgan David Jones. So I was like, I, I think I got this. Um, and so I just, so I went in and uh, we just had one audition. And about a week later, I got a phone call saying, would I dye my hair white? Would I be okay doing that? And we said, yes. And we found out we booked it. And we booked it like two years ago. And so we didn't start filming until like four or five months later. So we, we got cast really quite early, especially with television, you usually get cast and then shoot about three weeks later. Um, so to wait four or five months to get a go to be on set was, uh, you know, it was exciting, but it took a little while. So it was, am it was amazing. It was the fastest um, role that I've ever booked. One audition, no callback, no wow. talking to a director, no talking to anyone. And you just book it, you find out you got it, and then you're on set meeting everybody. So uh, it was a bit of a whirlwind, to, to say the least. 
dig it. Well, it makes sense. You they wrote the role for you. It sounds like. Yeah. So. <laughs> I I know I know I know right. It's like he's alive. But, All right, let's get him on. He's you know? alive. He, he, that's it. That's it. It's probably only one Australian here. Now. <laughs> uh, but in in your uh, comment about the comics, yeah. So Jack Frost and like Neutrino and um, Shockwave don't actually come in until later in the right. series in the like in the comic right. book series. Um, and the reason why they wrote us in, obviously they wanted to introduce Hutch in a different kind of way uh, gotcha. um, and they needed him to have that kind of like circle of uh, childhood friends. And then obviously not to ruin it for anybody else, but those who have read the comics, you understand why we are brought back. And there's a little bit, there'll be a little bit more of a, like a history with us, obviously knowing Chloe, having fought Chloe, obviously knowing Hutch really, really well. So they've really trying to develop that side of the story um, which I think was kind of interesting because ultimately season one doesn't exist for us in the comics. Right. Um, we have so much to do later on. Um, so hopefully we get to, hopefully they keep renewing us so we get to play in that kind of world. But uh, yeah, I think they just try to plant the seeds. Um, Mark Miller always talks about this being his like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones kind of version of comics. So he like this, it spans a hundred years. There's so many, so many characters and it's all convoluted and they're all mixed in some way. So um, I think it's great that they're just kind of planting a little seed now and it's insane how much people have loved it, you know, and that talk about Jack's van and, and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. You Jack's no van idea is kick that that ass, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want, want him to get man. it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted in the show too. You were pissed. I do. <laughs> it should be mine. It should be in my contract, man. <laughs> Amen, brother. Um, what yeah. kind of uh, like highlights can you reveal that you experienced on set? Like I saw you had some cool action scenes. Like were you a part of those stunts with like, with the car crash? Like what what was your highlights? What were your favorite moments? Um, oh yeah, so I've never worked with a green screen before. So to do so, we did the like um, the outside fight scene was one of our I think our second day on set, um, and then we actually did the inside of the van. I don't know three or four weeks later. Um, but it was insane. It was right downtown in the middle of Toronto. We, our call was like 11 p.m. and we went to like 11 a.m. So we shot overnight. And it was massive. Like it's the biggest film set I've ever seen. It's not only have you got like the first team and the second team unit, which you usually have, but then they had the whole special effects team there as well. And so you had to, the amount of people on that set I've never experienced. And, um, all the moving parts and we're just these tiny little pieces that everyone puts together and then has to like um, make a show out of it but that was insane to be able to um, create that kind of world we had um, we had fight choreographers who kind of created everything for us um, and then we had everyone had a stunt double that did things not that I think you could see any of the stunt doubles when I look at it now they've kind of cut that sort of sequences out but um, yeah, that was, that was amazing. But then we went got into the green screen was so fun because we were in the van and they had us on hydraulics. And so we were actually half tilted and then we'd f like have to flip and stuff like that. <laughs> and so I spent 11 hours of that day screaming in pain as Jack. And it was like, my voice was like probably terrible acting. It was horrible that I ripped my voice, but it was just hours of screaming in that van. But uh, that was... <laughs> one of the most enjoyable um, days on set I've ever had in my entire life. Because you're just literally getting paid to play the superhero and screaming and yeah. That that's that's a lot. So you went to Disney World for a little bit. I'd hours. say yeah. <laughs> like, like, Universal Studios. I got paid. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty hey, that awesome. could be a new ride. It could be a new ride. It could be in Jumpin' Jack's Van. <laughs> Jumpin' Jack's Van, even though it's a catchy name, dude. Sign me up. 
I you, love you, it. you get a very very big wound on your arm. That's the only downfall, <laughs> hey, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the yeah. down. Speaking of the wound, I'm 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 always intrigued of how the the special effects, particularly now, you know, CGI and everything kind of changes a little bit. But I saw you mm-hmm. kind of the process for your you know your your big old gash on your arm. I mean, what's that process like? Yeah. I mean, does I know I've heard it taken you know actors when they do like a full body suit or something you know amounts of time. But what what was that like for you? For me, it was only a couple of hours, so that was nothing. Um, and I just had to sit there and they painted it. But for people who are in the full body, that would take a long time. But for my arm, it was, they had done a mold of my arm and they had created, there was quite a few, they would create a few different um, versions of the wound um, because some of them had to be open. Some were like half, like sewn up and the others were fully sewn up. So they would, it would spend, they would just like uh, stick it on slowly and the kind of integrate it into your skin. And then they were, they're literally artists. They go there with paint and they paint the color of your skin onto this like prosthetic uh, wound. And then they fill in the wound with the with black and then ash and bl- like fake blood. And they literally paint this disgusting wound. And then when you're on set, they climb on top of you and they keep adding like wet blood and they get things to ooze out of it and stuff like that. So that is amazing. I mean, I just sat there and it looked kind of cool. I didn't have to do anything for it, but they're, the way that they do it is insane. Like they're just talented artists. And that's, it's amazing when you think of a makeup artist or special effects, they literally are painters. They just paint this kind of uh, story that they want to tell on your arm. And it's, I also did it for Spiral, not to ruin it for you, but I had, to, fine. I had to go in and had a full, <laughs> that's <fine>. a full <laughs> day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a minute. Um, but I had no, a you're, third lead here. I, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're I the, am the third, third yeah, star man. on there. That's, we're going to claim that as well. Yeah. On our, <laughs> that's there you go you think i could get some royalties yeah we'll work on it i think you should right we'll get it we'll get it done <laughs> so uh, in saw in, in spiral is your arm as well same thing in the saw it's also yeah but it's a different part of my arm but it is also my arm and so i had to go to a stu- like a studio um outside of toronto and you i sat in a cast and they kind of do the whole mold and then they cut it off you and it would that I had, that was like about four hour process to sit and let it dry, and then they pull it out slowly, and then they create a fake arm, and so then my entire arm for the film is fake. But what was cool is because there was gashes, and so they had to have um, little uh, hoses with um, blood coming out, so they were controlling how much blood oh, wow. would come out of my arm at the time. And I, I don't even know if it makes the film, um, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> you haven't seen really it. Really cool to me. No, I haven't seen it. We don't get to see it. We don't <laughs> ever seen get your own movie? <laughs> no, oh, man. I was, in a, I was in a film once and my sister was in London and she's like, oh, I'm old. I just saw you in the film. And I was like, it's not even out where I am. So we haven't, like, you, sometimes you're the last to see it and everyone else is like, oh, I thought, yeah. So, no. Well, it sounds like in Toronto, everything's a little bit behind right now with the, the pandemic. You're still in lockdown. Yeah, this is... This is where I'm yeah. living, and we cannot leave the house. So yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. But in another well, week and a half, we'll be outside. Okay. So we can't. There leave. you go. Yeah. And it looks like, to, uh, for good measure, it looks like a nice place to live in the background. So can't be, could be worse. You know. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> that is true. We've done well. So um, when it comes to actors, I've heard stories of pe- like like people that have like you know the method actors, and they have like like certain rituals or whatever they prepare. Is there anything that you do in particular when you're preparing for a role? Um, I'm definitely not a method actor. Um, it's not something we've like, we did that at drama school. We learned everything in that kind of way. I, I need to have a separation from myself and the character. I can't like live as that character for months on end. Um, I would go a little bit crazy in that way. Things I do, um, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be a little bit more uh, on my deathbed. But um, no, I think personally what I do is uh, I do find the similarities that I, um, that I have um, and I write them all down and I kind of create a story out of that. And then I try to find the things that I have that are so polar opposite. And then I try to figure out why and why I do the way I do it and why they, why they would do the, why they would answer the complete opposite. And then try to figure the most interesting way around that because sometimes the, the first answer is not the most interesting I mean it's the most obvious sometimes so you're just like well how can I what about if I flip it upside down and try something different so that's a kind of a way that I get into a character and try to see things differently especially like working breaking down a script for an audition I, I work with a lot of actors um, and coach and I'm like you know everyone's got the same scene right now everyone's going to probably interpret it the same similar way in front of you. So what would you do if you could just do something slightly different at a couple of beats to really just snap casting's attention? Um, and it really does, that's what books you the role because you, people are seeing 15 people the same thing and they, you just do something slightly different. So that's what I try to do with all my roles is um, where can I do something so different but still in line with that character? Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. 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 Sounds like you get granular with your approach. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very intriguing. Yeah, it's so cool to see <laughs> see this. I mean, we've been, you know, as a comic book world, we really we've kind of only d dove into the acting with and interviewing actors, and I mean, we usually we do artists or or even writers, and you know, hearing their process and. I love hearing in your process. And I mean, my next question was like, what's the best part about being in the movie world? But I already heard like five different things that from you that kind of make it worth, it sounds like some of the weight, some of the pain, some of the rejection we hear a lot about. Um, yeah. But it, I mean, is there anything else that, you know, that that's great about the movie world or, you know, that maybe someone might not that, know out there that, is great. Yeah, that's, that you love to do about it that maybe you know, something that's just out there that us normal folks don't know? Um, I don't know. I, I, mean, normal <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think, I think personally, uh, look, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a tough grind. It's a tough battle at times. Absolutely. But the rewards are fantastic. Um, I have friends who are like super famous and very wealthy. The biggest thing that I enjoy other than telling the story and the reason why I'm an actor is I would never knew the, the, uh, like the close friendship or family that you have with the people that you work with on wow. set. And that always took me by surprise. And people would say, oh yeah, we're so close. We did this film together, but there's something that you both tackled something together. Then sometimes, especially like doing a play or a theater show that we would like travel the world with that you learn so much about this person and they become like a lifelong friend that you've gone through like a something with if that makes sense and so that is the big i think one of the biggest draw cards of with jupiter's legacy that the crew of ian playing hutch um jess and umberly we're still all really close we have we are on like we talk all the time we hang out in the park whenever he's because the three jess and umberly are here in toronto so we get to see each other but that I that friendship that camaraderie is um, intoxicating, and I can understand why people just like fall in love with their co um, co stars. But it's just something that you you're like tackling this problem together, and you get to solve it, and then you get to see it. And especially with now, this has become so popular. You just like knowing someone. You like I saw you try and develop this character, and now it worked, and people are loving you for it. Like it's you feel this like such like not um just a relief and kind of sense of like accomplishment with them and for them 
So that for me is uh, one of the biggest draw cards of being an actor. Amazing. You, you just melted my heart, Morgan. That was a sweet. <laughs> yeah. Thing <in> <laughs> That's so cool, though. No, I totally get that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you're tackling things together, and it's like, and it's like I imagine the competitiveness of the industry makes it like when you finally do achieve a role and get it, like you you don't want to let go of it, and like you're all feeling that yeah. same thing together. So I gotta imagine there's so many things that unify you guys. That's that's rad. And I'm so cool you guys stay in well, touch yeah. outside. Oh, absolutely. We like we talk all the time. So that's that's the great thing. And I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh yeah, we talk," but we are literally on like so many group chats with the whole cast. I mean, I, that is that's one of the only I've worked on quite a few shows. This show definitely is. I've never had that camaraderie ever before, and I think because when we were on set, it's such a group mentality with all the stories coming together. But um, everyone went out of their way to be like we would go out and like you know like go drinking and go to like this rec room which is this huge party um like games place with the entire cast which was just like i've never experienced that type of thing before in my life so it's it's insane that sounds like the dream man that's awesome yeah so happy yeah. for you hell yeah thanks man um so you've you have been on other shows i saw you were on supernatural as well is that is that accurate I was, yeah, yeah, in Vancouver. Very cool. So what uh, do you have anything upcoming? Obviously season two um, of Jupiter's Legacy, but do you have any other projects upcoming that you're able to talk about? Or? Uh, yeah, so, well, we don't know yet about, first of all, season two, but we're hoping. Yes. We're really hoping. I, I, think, so, um, I think it's a good chance. Yeah, we're all, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it is one of the, it's the most expensive show they've shot in Toronto, so I always, in my mind, wow. I'm like, oh, is it too expensive to them to renew? But I, I have a feeling it's positive, mm. but um, I'm not going to, you know, not going to get overboard. Yep. <laughs> um, I, have you heard of a show, have you ever heard of a Canadian show called Letter Kenny? Oh, yeah. You guys, yeah, so I, uh, I just finished shooting an episode that will come out next year, though, unfortunately, but um, having an amazing time. Uh, I'm playing Australian in that. I don't ever play Australian for some reason. Jack Frost and now this, I'm playing Australian. But uh, Letterkenny, I think, is so so funny, and I don't know if a, a lot of people do watch. I think it has like, um, but it, I would encourage everyone to give it a go because it is one of the best comedy shows out there, let alone Canadian um, TV. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've just got I've got like little I do a lot of movie uh, like movie of the weeks some of those romantic comedies and so I have a few of them coming out I had a one come, came out on Lifetime the other day which was a lot of fun so Very all those cool. are coming up so yeah but I have a, I'm down to a few um, bigger TV shows at the moment but I can't say that fair, so fair. Well, that's okay we understand I'll send out some good vibes to you man yeah, yeah, good yeah. luck with that thank that's you, awesome take it, take it, take it. <laughs> letter Kenny I fully support that that show was hilarious and god damn those guys can talk fast I love it oh, so good. oh my god it is insane the amount of dialogue that we had to do wow. in such and like they just don't breathe they just don't take and you just it was yeah yeah, you can watch it over and over show. again and pick up different jokes as you go because it just happens so quickly. It's kind of like thirty so rocks quick. to me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I have to watch it on with subtitles because I feel like I just, <laughs> it just goes. Too I watch everything with subtitles. <laughs> Do you <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah, That's I just because I, I always want I don't want to miss anything and I get criticized for it yeah, all yeah. the time, but it's just I'm used to it by now, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm I'm so used to it as well, but yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. So, are you right on. are you watching anything great? Any comic book series that you're besides Jupiter Legacy that you've seen or that you like dive into? Kind of like we've dived into Jupiter Legacy. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I watched that pretty quick. I don't really watch shows that way. Um, so did yeah, I. I was intrigued, and I did not read the book constantly yeah. or anything until after. I'm kind of think feeling like right. I'm liking that setup better than I we have in the past, where I get to kind of be surprised when right. the show just. But it sucked me in, and I, I watched it pretty quick. I'm, I have a, obviously I work at home now, and I don't really work 
while Jupiter Legacy came out because I had to finish it. So, <laughs> that's a good yeah, it thing. is a great that's thing. A really yeah. Thing. So, are, are you watching anything? Or, I mean, we always ask this question. We're just always curious if, you know, if other people watch comic book stuff as much as we do, really, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, I love it all. I've watched all of, like, uh, Titans, The Boys, Obsessed. I, th- I thought The Boys was so, I think it's so interesting. I love that superheroes are heroes. Mm-hmm. It's, like, they're dirty, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, d- I think it was just one of the first times I'm like, oh, you know, just because you have superpowers doesn't mean you're automatically a nice, good person who's going to save the world. You're like, this is, like, of course a lot. You know, it was, I just think what they do on that show is really interesting, and I'm excited for season yeah. three because I, I know they already shot that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Titans is actually really, I was surprised um, of how much I enjoy Titans. Do you have you ever watched I have not. Titans? We, we usually, no. I'll be honest, it's CW stuff is kind of hard sometimes. I try to watch The Flash. I got through about season three. But I have told I that Titans is good, so it's it is on my list. So it's on it's on the darker side. Okay. So it's not your it's not your Flash or your Supergirl. It's not in that kind of thing. It's um you know like it's telling the story of obviously Robin, but he also doesn't like Batman. He hates Batman. You know, so it's like it's a chip on his shoulder. There's that kind of darker, grittier, kind of more realistic Ooh. kind of way, and I kind of think that's kind of cool. It's also shot here in Toronto, and I know a lot of people on it, so I think that also has a different investment to like support oh, okay. friends. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, cool. darker sign me up. I'm down for that. Yeah, same here. Same here. Like a little edge in my my comic book shows, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always better. Yeah, it is. It makes it more real. And that's that's yeah. honestly all the questions we really have, but, but um awesome. most importantly, so say thanks again for coming yeah. on. This has been great and uh, Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate no. it. Of course, and we'd love our listeners to be able to follow you. What, what what kind of social media do you got out there? Where can they where can they find your stuff? Uh Instagram and Twitter is I, uh, Mr. Morgan David Jones, so it's nice and easy to find me. Yeah. Someone Morgan else David stole Jones. Morgan. Well, someone stole Morgan David Jones, oh. so I just like, oh, okay. That was me. That's... That was my. <laughs> I'm just a big fan. Yeah, give it back. Would you? I'm just a big fan. You can have it. I'll, I'll see what I could do. Uh, no, but thank you so much, Morgan. Pleasure meeting you. Uh, yeah, and hopefully, uh, you know, after season two definitely comes out. Uh, you know, we'd love to chat again about that season. That'd be great. Please, yeah, reach out. We'll do it definitely. Awesome, awesome man. Thanks so much. Take care, buddy. Thanks, guys. And we're back. And eternally grateful uh, for our guy, Morgan David Jones. Uh, That was a fun-ass interview. Um, Anything you want to plug before we close out the episode, JR? Yeah, just, you know, uh, Action City Comics. uh, I was able to do a um, sideshow Silver Surfer unboxing at the store this past Saturday. Um. Obviously, I want to say thank a special thank you to uh, to Morgan for jumping on. I mean, that's such a cool dude. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he, Australian Ryan Gosling. Yeah, uh, we're definitely going to put the video up, not just because it's intriguing, but so we can get more followers just from his looks. Um, mm-hmm. And we're okay with that. That accent, the accent, the hairline, you know? Yeah, it's just amazing. So, top notch. Top notch. So, um, but yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty much what I had, what I got, so. Cool. Well, I do just want to say, as always, follow us at Hop Heroes Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, next week, I believe we'll be doing an episode on Modoc, so we can talk about that. Um, but thank you so much for listening, and <laughs> we'll catch y'all next week. See you later. Bye.